Miracy. There are a couple things that I found surprising when building funnels. Number one, just because something worked or didn't work before doesn't mean it will work or not work again. Hello, and welcome to Blowing Up, the podcast that shows entrepreneurs like you how other businesses exploded in the best possible way, of course. I'm Linda Claire Puig, the founder and CEO of Six Figure Newsletters. And I'm here with my co-host, R. Eni, the head of strategy for the ACES Business Acceleration Program at Miracy. Hey there, Linda. In each episode of Blowing Up, we showcase an entrepreneur whose business, you got it, blew up. It experienced what seemed to be a sudden success. But as we all know, that kind of success is not random or a fluke. The company employed a specific strategy that caused its rapid rise in revenue. So today we're going to dive into that strategy so that you can learn from it and determine how you might apply elements of it to your business. In this episode, we talk about sales funnels. Essentially, how do you get a prospective customer from awareness of you and your business to a completed purchase? It's something that you want to be aware of, whether you're just starting out or crafting a high-level funnel. Our guest is Hawk Mikado, the perfect person to walk us through this topic. Hawk has helped nearly 12,000 entrepreneurs learn how to add six plus figures to their business. He's built multiple seven figure funnels and built more than seven profitable businesses, each in the multi six and seven figures. Welcome to Hawk. Now let's jump right into our conversation. I started my very first journey online almost two decades ago now. I went onto forums and did all the things that I thought I was supposed to do. The number one thing that I heard was like, you got networking events, trade shows, right? All these places and you get people's business cards and then you put them on your email list and you send them emails. And then when you do that, they'll buy from you because you have a relationship with them, right? right. <laughs> it's like, well, <laughs> I don't know how they define relationship, but okay. Exactly. So I did this for quite a long time. And I was like, okay, I got to figure out how do I create better results? And I started learning a bunch of stuff and most of it, like it works kind of. There's some really effective things that if you want to spend a ton of time and energy to do, they work really well, but you have to keep doing it. One of the strategies, and this has actually made me a quarter million dollars in about 43 days in contracts, I should say not all collected in that time. Go and give unconditionally in a group or in a forum or somewhere where your people are asking questions for 30 minutes a day for 30 days. Every single day, answer every single question. The first day I did like 30 minutes. The second day I did like 30 minutes. After about a week, I was doing about an hour a day. By the end of the 30 days, that's all I was doing because I was getting more sales conversations from doing that than literally anything else. I was getting tagged by people who are like, somebody ask a question and they'd be like, well, Hawk has the answer. I didn't know who they were. They didn't know who I was. They just saw that I had the answer. And most of the time, look, I, I didn't have the answer. I went into the support docs and I Googled it and I gave them the answer. <laughs> That's how you develop expertise, right? And you just answer unconditionally. Don't hold back. And in doing so, people will then start to ask you for business. 
I started getting really deep into funnels and I discovered these really simple steps and processes that got people in and got people to schedule a call. And I didn't even know that I had figured out this magical thing. I didn't know how good it was. Funnels are a tool to help accelerate the results that you're already getting. If you have terrible sales results, if you have a terrible process already and you build a funnel, you're just accelerating that process. If you have a great sales process and you build a funnel around that, you're accelerating that great process. It's a tool to help you automate the components of your sales process that you repeat over and over and over again. If you're starting a new business or a new project or a new offer or whatever the case is, in general, you should make 10 sales or like 100,000 ultimately over the year before building a true funnel. With every business started, essentially, you build up only then, like now funnels are in place. Correct. Yeah. Every single thing has a funnel. Once we know what the process is, once we know what the talk track is, once we know who we're speaking to and how we're going to be speaking to them. It's a sales funnel framework. S-A-L-E-S is the framework. S is stories. And it's all about creating that emotional connection, getting people connected to you, to what you have to offer, to the problem, to the solution, to your service, and identifying how they would make a decision if you're the right fit or not. Next is the accelerator stage. All of my calls are recorded. Every call you do should always be recorded. Then you take those recordings, you get them transcribed, and you find out what are the questions they're asking. I had this thing that people would ask this question, and then I would respond in a specific way every time. And every time I did, I would lose the sale. Like they were in until this point, like they were excited. Like you could tell in tonality, like how excited. And then I would say this thing and they'd be like, yeah, you know what? Actually I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm like I'm here. So after like the third or fourth time, I'm like, well, I should never say this thing, this phrase ever again. Like just remove it from my vocabulary because ultimately it detracts people from investing. And then I'd have phrases that I would say, and it would get them more excited, more engaged, more interested. They'd lean in better, right? And you take those messages and then you build that into your sales funnel. You put that actual content into your sales funnel. You get the things that people are excited about and actually want to know about in the language that they want to hear it in. Not the language you want to say it in, but the way that they want to hear it. When you do that, now you have the ability to shift the conversation. Now you have the ability to take your entire process and put it into a funnel that helps automate your sales and accelerate your process. That's why it's so important to have done that kind of work prior to setting up your funnel. It makes total sense now. Now they have a decision. Do I want to move forward or not? If they're not ready to move forward, we move them into L leverage, which is designed to give them more information to help them make a decision to provide them with education, break through their false limiting beliefs. If they say yes to that, or they say yes to the accelerate stage, then you go to the evaluation step. You can put like video series if you want to pre-qualify them, but you can also just have them apply and then move them to a sales call, which is the last stage, sell. We like to use our coach to sell process. It's extremely simple and it requires no ability to sell. You literally just have to play the game of 20 questions. So if you know how to ask questions and you know how to listen, you can sell. I used to be terrible at sales, and now I make six-figure, seven-figure offers all the time. If someone wants to scale, they have an offer that's working, a funnel makes sense. At what point would you say it maybe doesn't make sense for someone to start? Every business has some type of funnel they can use. Each type of industry has their own 
specific type of funnel that you would use depending on what it is that you're doing. The point at which it makes sense is when you know what is the conversation that your audience is having, right? What's the thing that they want? If you're running a super luxurious restaurant, you're probably not providing a coupon, right? You know, it might be a, a bottle of wine or a raffle, you know, chance to win, sit down with the chef or whatever. That sounds like a really good one right there. That's actually a really good one. I might use that someday. Go for it. <laughs> but ultimately, you just got to figure out what your audience wants. Again, it comes back to what do they want? Not what do they need? Because nobody buys anything that they need unless they want it. If they want it, then they buy it. If they don't want it, then they'll never buy no matter what you do. Once you know what they want, then you can build a funnel. If you try to build a funnel in advance, what will happen is you're going to spend a ton of time, money, and energy trying to figure out what went wrong with the funnel versus just doing the research in advance. If you want to create a business that scales and actually is designed to impact people from the get-go and you do it quickly without having to toss a ton of money into ads and into development and then split testing and all that sort of stuff, then you probably want to first test your model. Get on the phone, talk to people, get to know what they want, send messages to them if you don't want to talk to them, messenger, email, text message, whatever it is, and uh, really get to know what your customer wants. So that way you can build a funnel that's designed and the language is crafted according to what they want versus what you think that they want and ultimately what you know they quote unquote need. So what can they expect? You know, they've done the research, they've done the work ahead of time, they put their first funnel in place. What can they expect to see at first and over time? So at first, and of everybody who lands on the very first step of your funnel, if 1% of those people pay you, you have an average funnel. If you have a higher percentage than that, you probably did something right. If you have a lower percentage than that, you probably did something wrong. Now, if you're having a hard time getting clicks, it could be something on the traffic side. If the funnel's working well, but they're stopping at a certain point and you're using follow-up to get them there, then you probably need to fix that point in the funnel. And then you also might want to look at, is your follow-up doing what it's supposed to be doing? The process is the same across every single platform. It doesn't matter what the platform you're using is. Marketing is the same, whether you're on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, Twitter, forums, yelling from a street corner, whatever it is, you still have to come out with the right message to the right audience. And if you're saying the right message and your audience ain't there, you're just spending time and money shouting from the rooftops and there's nobody there. And if you're talking to the right people and you're like, blah, 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 techno babble, really weird terms that nobody understands. Like ultimately you have to speak to your audience the way that they understand. Hey, Hawk, you know how when you launch, there's often a lot of nervous energy. Is it going to work? When are people going to sign up? Oh my God. Closing is tomorrow. What's the deluge going to be? Or is there going to be a deluge? There's just a lot of internal, this kind of biting on your nails. Is that similar when you put up a funnel or is it the opposite? Is there a calm feeling? What's the comparison? I mean, anytime you launch anything, there's always this, is this going to work? Kind of feel, right? It's human nature to go, is this going to work? And if you're not a little bit nervous, then it probably isn't going to work. 
if you're like, ah, this is going to work, I'm so confident. Like there's always things that I'm like, this thing might not do what we want it to do. Or, Hey, here's what we're kind of expecting. The results are going to land inside of this thing. Is it going to do it? Usually. Yes. Occasionally. No. But that first time you do it, there's always the, is this going to work? What's going to go well? What's not going to go well? Something will always break. It is just the nature of the process. We have like 12 people test the funnel and then the clients and then their people and then their people's people. And then we go live and then it's like, this thing doesn't work. It's like, why? You know? So it always comes down to how do you create the contingencies? And you can over plan the contingencies. That is one thing that I see all the time. Most people actually over plan and never launch because they're planning on all the contingencies. Would you say that's where people get stuck the most as they're starting to roll out this process? They just get in their heads too much and just don't launch? Or is there some other place? I think it comes down to feeling like it's not ready, right? I've never done this before. I don't know what I'm doing. And I don't know what really is needed here. And what if it doesn't work? So maybe I'll do it tomorrow. Or six months from now. It becomes a thing that they put off. Is that what you're saying? Every time I see time and time again, six months later, they haven't built their lead magnet. That lead magnet can get you booked on literally dozens or hundreds of calls if you want to use it for that. This is one of the other things that I see quite often, especially when it comes to experts, is that they serve two things or three things, right? Like health, wealth, and relationships, right? They help in all the areas. And they're trying to create something that's going to help in all those areas, it's like, no, pinpoint one specific thing that you want to help with and get people in, get them to say, Hey, yeah, I'm interested. Raise my hand. Like I want to know more. And then you can drill down further from there. So what was the most surprising aspect as you went through this learning and doing process? Hmm. There are a couple of things that I found surprising when building funnels. Number one, just because something worked or didn't work before, doesn't mean it will work or not work again. We, a long time ago, tested lead form ads on Facebook. And then about a year and a half, two years ago, we tested them again. First time we tested them, they were a complete waste. We didn't have a system and a strategy to actually convert them. Now we've cut our costs to acquire a a lead and ultimately an application on a funnel uh, down by as much as 90%. It all comes down to re-looking at stuff because the world changes rapidly. Like as we continue to progress with technology, things that didn't work yesterday will start to work today and vice versa. Things that didn't work yesterday will start to work today, right? No matter what you decide to do, if you want to build a business that fully automates that stuff, you have to put a ton of time into creating the content and refining that content over and over and over again so that it converts into your higher ticket stuff. Or you have to take the time to get on the phone with people, or you have to take the time to actually drive traffic. So you either spend the time or you spend the money or you spend a combination thereof, but you can't spend neither. So let's talk. I am always impressed when entrepreneurs are able to break down into minute detail exactly what goes on during the process of acquiring a client. And Hawk did that for us today in such an easy to understand way with his sales funnel framework, the aptly named sales, S-A-L-E-S. 
And just as a reminder, the S is for stories to create an emotional connection with the people that you want to serve. A is for accelerator. L is for leverage, the stage that they go into if they're not ready yet to buy. And here you'll give them more information and help them break through their false limiting beliefs. E is for evaluation, where there is additional content designed to pre-qualify prospective clients. And then S is for, yes, you guessed it, sell. Huge thanks to Hawk for his generosity in sharing this framework and all the other insights that he gave. To learn more from Hawk, be sure to download his special report and masterclass. It will help you create a high-converting lead magnet to convert leads into buyers and use AI to build your lead funnel and write a follow-up email series and lots more. To get it, go to blowingup.rocks forward slash hawk. That's blowingup.rocks forward slash hawk, H-A-W-K. This episode of Blowing Up was produced by Linda Claire Puig. Cynthia Lamb is our managing producer and Danny Eaney, our executive producer. Post-production by Post Office Sound. To make sure you catch all the really great episodes of Blowing Up, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, we'd love it if you could leave us a starred review or share the show with a friend. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. I certainly am willing to admit what I don't know. I tend to hold my truths lightly. I try not to have, you know, very firm convictions because I recognize that when you move up an organization, your information is limited because you have a greater breadth of responsibility. I'm Sharon Richmond. I'm an executive coach and consultant with more than 30 years experience working with C-level executives. To Lead as Human is the podcast for you if you want to supercharge your leadership by bringing all of yourself into your role. Listen as our guests reveal their hard-won lessons and share their deep humanity. I think the turning point for me was when I realized that I want people to tell me what they think and they're afraid. They were honest to God, afraid to tell me things. It's like, I checked all the damn boxes, but I am so alone and I'm so unhappy. I'm burning myself out. And when I started looking at like, you know, my fears going into the shadows, sharing it with others, the very thing that would be a nightmare for most people in the workplace is the very thing that led me to my dreams. My guests know that the influence they have as top leaders comes with an equal measure of responsibility for all their stakeholders. They not only deliver great results for their customers and investors, 
They do so by building organizations that provide purpose, meaning, and a healthy work environment for their employees. One of the hallmarks of good leadership is clarity. If there isn't clarity around the goals, that creates confusion, that, that creates chaos. What's the end goal? What are we trying to achieve? And that makes people's jobs more purposeful and people are clearly enjoying that. People who are making their own decisions, they're significantly more motivated in doing what they're doing. Yeah, I've really seen the maturity and growth of those individuals. And I think that we've now kind of really been able to create a lot of autonomy and give people a lot of freedom to do their best work. So not rocket science, nothing too crazy, but uh, you know, that was definitely a journey. I hope you'll join us every other week as we talk with these inspiring leaders and learn from the very human challenges and successes they've experienced on their own leadership journeys. And you ask me questions that I was like, gosh, I'm not sure I know what my values are. So I know they're there, but I'm not sure that they're articulated. So thanks for asking me those questions. They were hard.